Welcome to season three of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's a brand new year and it's time to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's do it. Hey everybody, oh my gosh, I have missed you and I bet you thought I was never coming back. I felt like I was only gone for a week or two and then I realized that my last episode was before Christmas, the beginning of December. And here I am, little froggy in my throat. I've gotten sick and uh, had to deal with losing my voice. So probably couldn't have spoken earlier than this anyways. And my coughing has kind of slowly sub sub been subdued and starting to get back on the track to a healthy sounding me. But happy new year. Happy 2023. I cannot believe this is 2023 that this is the start of season three for Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. And I am so, so grateful for all of you who have been listening. And if you are new, welcome. I am so excited to have you here. Um, I Just to give you a little background on me, um, I started this three years ago, five years ago, nope, four years ago, I became an above-knee amputee and realized that my journey was similar to so many others that were struggling and I had my share of struggles and found my way through and muddled my way through some of the problems uh, through insurance and sockets and fittings and pain and surgeries and <clears throat> excuse me and all that that I thought it was my duty <clears throat> to share what I know so that somebody else could possibly benefit and not go through what I went through, especially any pitfalls I fell into. Like I said, I'm an above-knee amputee. That happened in December of 18, and so just got on my four-year. I haven't been four years yet in my socket. I won't have gotten my socket until, I think it was at the end, last week of March of 19, so we're still not four years from working in a, in a prosthetic, but t so darn close, and I got to tell you that it has been quite a journey. And, you know, I started thinking how I really wanted to connect with you guys right before the new year. And I really apologize that I wasn't there. And I'm thankful for your patience because I'm actually getting this out a little later than I would normally do during the week. For those of you new, I try to post everything by Wednesday morning. And I am literally audio taping this right now, Wednesday afternoon. My father has come in to visit, and so th my priorities are a little different right now, and that's okay because, um, you know, time is more precious when it comes to spending it with family, and he only gets out here once a year. So bear with me on my timing, and I apologize for being a little later uh, on this podcast um, broadcast, but uh, I'm back. I'm here, and um, I just thought I would kind of give you an overview the things that I have learned over the last four years have been amazing. Um, I do want to do a kind of a, a podcast just on that, especially if you're an amputee trying to get your way through the, the process or you're becoming an amputee or you just became one or you've been one and you are still struggling. I have 
literally pushed myself completely away from social media and anything related to putting myself out there for the last, well, probably since the holidays started, probably since Thanksgiving. And it took everything in my power. As you know, when you get a good pattern going, you get a good schedule going, it's so easy to continue. But as soon as, for me at least, as soon as the holidays hit, everything is thrown out the window. Anything that's normal, so so to speak, is no longer normal. The schedule is no longer normal. You roll with the punches. You do what you can. I like to make things for friends and family. And so I get real busy um, doing my arts and my crafts, doing things that um, are special for each individual person in my life. And and then we traveled. Um, so that's where I've been. I've been in Chicago. I've been to Park City. And now it's, like I said, we turned around and we've been home one week and then another life change happened a week, not even a week after we were home from Chicago. Um, both my boys went up back off to college and I am an empty nester and it is crazy. Uh, it put me for a loop. Um, I can't lie. I had a couple emotional days there, really struggled with letting go. It is the first time for me to be an empty nester because last semester my older son took the time off to work and kind of figure out what it is that he really wanted, wants to do with school. And so he's back now. And my other son, this is just his freshman year, second semester. So, you know, a couple weeks ago it was, or yet last week it was brand new for me. And it, it pulled on my heartstrings. If you don't know me well enough, um, I homeschooled my kids all the way through high school part-time high school and senior year was the first year that they went back to school full-time. So they are near and dear to my heart and I've spent many, 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 many hours with them, fighting with them, being impatient with them, trying to lose my patience, trying to catch my patience and trying to be the best I could be. And so uh, it's new not to have anybody living under our roof and it's new in this house especially because we've only been here just a year and a half. So Life has changed. And then right after they got comfortable in school, my dad came in and he's here for the month. So um, kind of empty nester, but kind of also trying to figure out how to pull away from my dad and tell him I need about 30 minutes to do a podcast. So I'm going to try to stick to a short podcast this next few weeks. Um, if you know me, I can talk forever. And so I'm trying very hard to make those changes so that um, you listen all the way to the end. Anyway, that has kind of been what's happening with me. Um, the exciting thing was is that when we did go skiing, um, that was the first thing I did after becoming an amputee. I didn't even have my leg yet when I skied for the first time. And I, um, I was, it was hard. It was extremely intense on my quad because I ski without riggers and one ski and no prosthetic. And so my right quad, I felt like I was in a wall sit for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes solid as I was shushing down the mountains and gosh, the burn, I couldn't even, you know, go a short distance without having to stop, stand up a little bit higher, relax the muscle and then go back to it. So this time, um, first time ever in a five day stay, I skied four days. That was the longest I've ever skied in one week ski trip since my amputation. And so that was really good. But I will tell you, I got a real good glimpse into why some people do those things and why some people don't. 
I love accomplishing things that I don't think people think I can do. Um, I challenge myself because I want I want to feel great about myself. And so when I feel great about myself, it's usually when I've challenged myself to do something that the, the normal person would either be have a hard time with if they've never done it or could never see me, an amputee, doing what I did. And there are a lot of amputee skiers, of course, but in my circle of friends, there aren't. And even a lot of, not even a lot of skiers. So when I get out there, there's a lot of excitement, but what I have found is when you only ski like once a year, twice a year max, uh, the first day or two made me sick to my stomach. I was so nervous. Um, the last time I went out skiing was up in Telluride last year. And I think it was actually a year and a half because it was the following spring. And it was not a good experience. I actually had someone um, take me out from behind. I mean, a total wipeout landed right on my femur. It bruised, it swelled, it was horrible. And um, probably one of my greatest fears is is something I can't control. And, and that's what people do coming down the mountain behind me. And so um, that was my last experience skiing. And so I was getting out there thinking, if it's icy at all, I'm going to be slipping and sliding on the one ski. I'm going to really have to engage my hips, my my quad, my. I'm just. It's going to be hard. I'm going to be probably sore. I'm going to be tense, and I was like sick to my stomach. The first day getting out there took every ounce of my courage, and then some faith, and um, we just went on a real simple run, and I kept doing it over and over again because not only once you get your ski on. You have to maneuver and get, find your balance, your center. But my other biggest fear is is having to scooch up in line to get in the ski lift when there's a ton of people trying to f- filter in and then getting off without falling so someone behind me doesn't fall on top of me. So there's a little bit of nuances that go to all this. And knowing skiing as well as I do, I have all those triggering in my anxiety in my head. So needless to say, I did get out. The first day was really, really scary for me, but I did it. I didn't ski the way I wanted to. I was very tense. When you're fearful and anxiety is is riding high, you tense up. When you tense up, you can't really do the, the best you can do. You're too, you're too immobile at that point. So uh, that was interesting, but we just kept doing the same run. So repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. I got used to the ski lift, the people that were working it. I got used to job jumping off at the end. The people working there saw me, thumbs up, things like that, making me feel relaxed and comfortable. Did that, did that. Next day, we went out and just, it was really snowing, which was really, really cool. But that day I got out and I knew where I was going to be. I knew how it was going to feel. So I was still anxious. But the exciting thing was, is once I did one run and got it out of my system again the next morning, I would be skiing down a very simple slope with a smile on my face and realize that I don't have to do anything record breaking. I just need to be. And I started learning that about myself. I think a lot when I'm heading down the mountain. Um, It's a great place to think. (laughs) And um, I'm always trying to perfect myself and figure out where my weaknesses is and how, how I can weaknesses are and where I can improve. And so I just used that time to really just kind of figure out why I was so nervous or scared about it when I know how to ski. And 
I knew I was strong enough. I'd been at the gym for the last year and a half, really working hard on balance, core strength, my quad strength, and upper body. And so ironically, I was not sore at all the next day after skiing the first day. Didn't feel sore the second day. I never got sore. I don't even know how that's possible because my leg was screaming at me on the mountain the first few days. But I never retained any lactic acid or any buildup like that. So it was totally awesome. And the workouts were awesome for me because it just prepped me for what my leg was doing. But what ended up coming of all that, and then why I say it is because I'm actually extremely proud of myself because by the fourth day, my kids had arrived because they were in school. And so my husband and I had been skiing the first few days by ourselves. And when they arrived, they skied Thursday, Friday with us. By Friday, I was like, okay, I'm done with the easy mountain. We're going all the way to the top. And all the way to the top wasn't necessarily harder. For those of you that ski, you know you can find greens or blues going down. But what it does do is it adds mileage. <laughs> and when you add mileage, your leg has to tolerate more. The, what I was doing the, the first few days was a very short run. You know, I'd get like 10 or 12 runs in and then I was done, but I would only do that in a few hours and then I was done because my leg was beat up and I didn't want to ruin my knee. This one was three miles down to the midpoint and then we would take that back up to the very top and ski down again. And then we did that back to the top and I said, I want to take a break. I need to sit. You guys go out and do some more. There was a restaurant at the top. I grabbed a beer and I just sat there and I just reflected on how beautiful it was. It was finally sunny. There were people around, the skiers. It was just good to be alive kind of a feel. And then we were ready. They came in, they ate, and we went back out, skied down that three miles. And I just looked at my husband and said, I can't do anymore. Because I knew at that moment, I was only halfway back. I still had another three plus miles to go to get to the bottom. And at that point, I got about a quarter way down of that one. And then the last three quarters, I just looked at him and he goes, well, this is the way we're going. It's the green. And I said, that's going to take too long. Catwalks are very scary when you don't have speed. I find that I, my quad has to work more. And so I said, I'm doing blue. I don't care. I'm just doing blue. I, I can do anything if I take it slow enough. And he goes, are you sure? I'm like, I got to get down faster than a catwalk. And so there we went. And blue we did all the way down, got down a lot faster. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm done. <laughs> so it was four days of high stress for me. It was a little intense. Um, it was exhausting. I think when you add stress into a highly intense workout, you really burn more than anything ever. And um I'm glad I got over it. I'm excited to go again. We are going to go again during spring, so I can't wait. But I'll tell you, the things you learn about yourself when you push yourself is amazing. And I kind of think that's the way I wanted to go with this podcast is the reason I told you that is if you're struggling with something or something scares the crap out of you, sometimes you just need to bite it and, and just go and just do it because the reward you get for doing something you've been scared to do or something that you deem hard, the rewards you get when you finish and to say you did it, it doesn't matter how well you did it, it's if you did it. It's more about getting over the hump of being worried about yourself and being scared and facing a fear than it is about you know, being a gold medalist. I'm not going to be a downhill skier gold medalist. That's just, and I don't even care to, but I wanted to ski with my family again. And that's what I achieved. 
And if I can ski with my family in different situations and different locations, then I've won. And when I win, I feel so much better about myself than the what ifs that would come if I decided I can't take that fear. And I'll tell you, Monday's fear, and I'm not ashamed to tell you, Monday's fear of that ski week was the most stressful I can remember being in a very long, I can't remember when I felt so scared to do something I know how to do and know I'll do it and be fine. But I could have easily just said, I can't today. I could have easily made up an excuse. I could have easily just said, I choose not to. But the problem is, if I say I choose not to Monday, then I'm not going to want to do it Tuesday. And if I don't do it Monday or Tuesday, I'm not going to do it because my kids are in. I'm just going to say, oh, you know, I'll hold you guys back. Why don't you guys go out? And that's not where I wanted it to be. And I knew that the, the trouble would with denying myself and, and letting my fear run my life was that it may control me forever. Because if I don't get out this ski trip, I'm sure not going to go out the next ski trip. And when we go to Park City, I feel like Park City is a second home for me. I know that mountain so well. And I know the, the, where the lifts are. I know the, the, just the compound itself. I know it. And when I have that familiarity, that helps. And I just know if we go anywhere else, I won't know it as well. And I thought, well, gosh, if I've got familiarity here and I can't get out, then what am I going to do in a place I've never been? So facing fears is real and, and we all go through it. Even those that look like they've got it all together. Some of you think that I'm doing so well with everything, but the stuff that builds up inside of me can sometimes disable me more than my leg disables me. And so I, I just think that we, we kind of all go through that. We all kind of go through things that scare us so much that we, we pull back. And then you ask yourself, well, what is it that you're really afraid of? Like for me, I don't know what the the true fear was, um, the uncertainty. I guess I like things that are very certain, and I know what's going to happen. I don't know what the snow condition will be and how my ski will fishtail on it. If it's icy, it's really frightening with two skis, let alone just one ski and trying to dig and cut one line in, versus having two to balance that out and weight on it. And so, you know, I, I don't know exactly why that fear was so great, but I do know that I, I faced it. Um, it, was, it was a tough face for me to, to do. And I just, uh, you know, we're starting a new year. Like I said, this is season three for my beautiful adaptive warrior. And I, I, I'm, you know, the fears that you probably are facing with a new year, new challenges. Maybe you're dealing with a new job, new relationship, new medical status, whatever it is. We all face something that we're going to eventually have to either face or stand down. And I guarantee you nothing good comes from, from letting your fears run your life. I know too many people right now as I'm talking that are dealing with some very heavy fears in their life. And all I, I, all I can say is that it's really, really hard. I know, I know from experience, the fears that, that come with uncertainty and with pain and with newness, but the only way to get past it is if you push through it. If you allow your fears to run your life, 
all you're going to do is find yourself in a situation where you have self-doubt, maybe even self-love, uh, lack of self-love, lack of self-esteem. And then you start to feel like you're a failure. And then you start telling yourself that. And then you start believing it. And then guess what? When you start talking to yourself in failure terms and you start believing that you're a failure, you will be because that's all you know and you don't know how to rise up out of the ditch you just put yourself in. So, you know, speaking from experience and speaking speaking to people I know going through something right now, rise up. You are a warrior. This is what this podcast is all about is I, I want to empower you. I don't want you to fall trap to something that I know you can control. And when you're out of control, there are still things within that that you can control. You can always control how you talk to yourself. You can always control whether you follow through with something or not. You can you make that choice. You decide whether to face a fear or back off from a fear. You know, um, I, I controlled my amputation. For those of you that don't know, I elected to have an amputation after five years of horrible surgeries that just didn't do anything for me. And then a blood clot that put me kind of over the edge and made me decide that, yep, that was the right decision, is to just schedule an amputation. And yes, my situation is different from someone in an accident or someone who had cancer and lost their limb. But we are all in, in a similar boat in the fact that we all deal with a struggle. Maybe you aren't in the struggle now, but you could be tomorrow. You could be next week, next month. I guarantee you nobody goes through life unscathed. And we all have fears. We all have fears. There is nobody who is completely 100% fearless. And sometimes it is a true fear that you can see. And sometimes it is kind of a self-inflicted fear, um, like whether people will like me or not. Um, whether it's real or perceived, it's still a fear and it's still valid. The problem is, is if you cave to that fear then the next one got a foothold on you and it's going to pull you down. And the next time something happens, it's going to pull you down even further until you feel like you're suffocating. And that isn't a way to live. That's not living your best life. So my hope and prayers for you this year, 2023, is that you learn to face your fears. And that looks different to everybody and that will be different for everybody. But I'm hoping kind of you seeing that it's real in, in like my life. I don't have a ton, but when I do, they're big <laughs> only because I put myself out there more, you know? Yeah, I do worry about whether my podcast will succeed or not, or whether my, um, my audience will grow because I want to start my own business and that's coming this year, I promise you. But again, my fears are stopping me from doing this, which is ironic that I'm talking to you about facing your fears and I myself right now am struggling with the fear of starting up my business and making it work. Will I be ready? Will I have all the answers? Will I be able to help people? All those things run through my head. What if I'm not totally prepared? It's kind of like having a kid, right? I remember my parents saying, if you wait till you think you're ready, you'll never be ready, so you'll never have a kid. You just kind of have to do it. 
If you think you're going to have enough money to have a kid, good luck with that because you will never have enough money stockpiled to have a kid. You just make it work once you have one, you know, and that's kind of how I am with my business right now that I want to get going. I know that I have things to offer and I really want to help. I really want people to live their best life. I want, especially women that are really struggling with their health. I want, I want to help you. And I'm getting there. Just keep an eye on my, my Instagram account and, and we're going to get things going. I also want to tell you that I'm, I think I have a couple really cool things in the works for my podcast. If you're an amputee, I possibly have some guest speakers that are going to be on monthly where we can kind of have open conversations about what they're seeing in the prosthetic world and in the, the, the physical, physical therapy world for amputees and where the things are falling short and what you can do for this or that. So be on the, the, the lookout um, starting this month. <clears throat> and I don't want to speak too soon as it's still in the works. Um, but I think some really great things are coming for 2023 for Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. And I think Be a Warrior 360 is going to be up and running really soon. So keep an eye uh, on that for me. And if you're, you have any questions or any need anything, any help, please reach out to me. I would love to be a part of your journey in helping you live your best life. Um, I, have, I have been through a lot in just a, a mere four years of being an amputee and it makes me so so sad when I get on to Facebook groups for amputees and I I hear the pain in the posts of people that thought things would be better and they thought that being an amputee after seeing what other people have accomplished they thought it was going to be easier or they thought this or that and they were wrong or they say I can't do this anymore um, and unfortunately as an amputee this is all we have. We're, we're not changing until somebody decides how you can reconnect tissue and create a new leg out of real tissue and bone, which I don't perceive in a long time. We have to adapt and we have to figure out how to live a great life that's worthy of ourselves. You know, we are worth it. We are worth living a great life. We owe that to ourselves. We owe it to our families, our friends, the people that care about us to not live in mourning or sadness or fear or pain. But it starts inside, right? We have to we have to acknowledge where our struggles are, own our struggles before we can move past them and get healthier or stronger or um, in a better mindset. So hold tight. Be a part of our journey in 2023 here on this podcast. My goal is to get you up and moving and, and loving yourself and loving your life and, and not thinking you're a victim, but understanding and owning where you're at so that you can move past the physical and, and the mental and really, really shine because then you can be a beacon for somebody who's lost hope. And that would be my ultimate goal for each one of you is to give you the tools and the, the confidence to get out there and really shine for the rest of the world because there is someone that's watching you and they're watching your journey and they are looking to you not to judge you but to figure out how they are going to get over what they're going through. Trust me, there are people that are seeing you and everything you step into and do 
let's try to be a light for those people because there are people that are in desperate need of someone who exemplifies living a good life with a great attitude and a caring attitude that puts that kind of love and kindness into the world despite their circumstance. And that is something that I'm hoping to do for you. So I pray and hope that this year is an amazing year. Let's get started. Let's start new. Let's start fresh. Let's get positive. Let's get out there and be active. And you know what? Unleash that warrior that's within you. Do not let fear run your life. Push past it and get started now. And I'm not talking New Year's resolutions. If you listen to January 2022's podcast, I am not about resolutions. New Year's resolutions fall short by February, sometimes even by the end of January. I do not believe in them. I do believe in creating positive habits throughout the year. And and it's okay when you stumble fall, as long as you realize that what happened in the past does not dictate your future. What What does is today. Only today matters. What are you doing today? And if you can do something a little bit different today in a positive trajectory, then you're on your way to start and fresh again. And that's okay. We all stumble and fall. Right now, I haven't even gotten to the gym for the last few weeks. Being sick, I'm not going to go to the gym and cough all over everybody. And I'm feeling kind of miserable. So last night, I decided, you know what? It's the middle of the week. It's not the start of a week. It's not January 1st. It's not any major starting point. And I just said, yeah, it does make a difference if I start now or if I wait till tomorrow. Because sometimes I say I'll wait till tomorrow and then I don't do it tomorrow. So last night I just got down, did my push-ups, did sit-ups, did all the things I do with body weight before I went to bed last night. And I felt much better when I went to sleep last night and I slept better. So starting now doesn't matter what day of the week and it doesn't matter what day of the month does not matter. Start now. Face a fear adjust your mindset, start positive, write down some positive things about yourself, write down your goals. And I'm not talking about, like I said, I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions because those will fall short. Small attainable goals. If you're tired of where you're at right now and you're in pain, what can you do to make a difference in your life? Because when you make a difference in your life, you are shining a light out in the world for somebody else to see and then they can see that and they can run with that. So until next time, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.